creating powerful impact. I'm your host, Shay Wheat, founder of Grace and Ease Productions. And today I have an amazing guest. I only have amazing guests on, let's be honest. Um, But today's episode and today's guest is the amazing, the phenomenal, the gorgeous, the talented Colleen Biggs. Oh my gosh. I'm so excited to have her here because there's so many things that we can dive into, but she is an award-winning business strategist and coach. Get this. She's launched over 340 businesses. She now empowers female business owners to really create a strategic business plan so that they can scale their businesses, expand their influence, generate more money, and attract more clients. Do you see why I have her on our stage today? Please help me welcome her to the Creating Powerful Impact stage. What's up? How are you today? Hi, Shay. I'm so happy to be here. I feel the exact same way about you. I follow you. I watch what you're doing. And I'm so amazed by what you're able to accomplish. And I think it's really interesting to note that each one of us are accomplishing what we love to do in different industries, right? Mm -hmm. And so we need to stick to what we know, what we love. And for some reason, I just love acquiring businesses, helping women scale businesses, growing businesses, you know, just kind of looking at goals and how can we, how can we make more money? How can we hit those goals? How can we double it? How can we triple it? And uh, I just, I love that kind of stuff. My brain just goes to numbers and I've met a lot of business coaches and, you know, I was a business coach 22 years ago and back then they didn't call them coaches. They call them consultants or strategists or whatever today they're coaches. So it's, it's whatever. And, you know, I've just always looked at the numbers. The numbers provide so much detail and they provide so much clarity and the numbers provide so much wealth of knowledge for you in a business. And I find that a lot of women that I work with shy away from those numbers. Mm -hmm. They're like kind of afraid to look at those numbers. And I've talked to other business coaches and they're very visionary. um, And so they'll say they hate numbers. And I'm like, well, numbers are what drives the business. So I'm a number. They don't lie. The numbers do not lie. That's, I think one of the reasons why I appreciate you so much is because you love the numbers and Mm -hmm. I'm the same way. It's like, I show me the numbers. I can show you why it's not working, like dive into the strategy piece of it. And it's more, more than just tactics, right? It's really strategy. And it's looking at the entire business plan as a whole. And Mm -hmm. how do we fit in certain things at certain times and certain opportunities in order to really skyrocket what it is that you're doing, right? right? So I know that you specialize in strategic wealth building Mm -hmm. um, and you love looking at it. Could you explain like what exactly is strategic wealth building? What does it look like? What are we doing with it? How are we, how can we best utilize it? Tell me a little bit about that. You know, um, it's something that Sharon Lecter and I had a long conversation about. I'm sure you know the great Sharon Lecter. And I had her, um, I was at her uh, ranch with some women for a mastermind. And I asked her to be a guest speaker and Carrie Conley and I had brought her in. And she started talking about, I don't know if a lot of people know, but Robert Kiyosaki and her actually owned that business for a long time. Uh, What is it? Rich Dad, Poor Dad? Dad. Yeah. Yeah. So her and Robert owned that business for a long time and the many, 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 you know, years ago. And uh, he eventually bought her out of that business. She became financially independent through that process. 
And she teaches a lot of what the Robert Kiyosaki brand teaches, you know, uh, which is on the left side of the quadrant, you really have the areas of you have to trade time for money. Right. And so um, when you look at the right side of the quadrant, the right side of the quadrant are opportunities of investments that are going to pay you back without you having to make any effort. Uh, Businesses that are going to continue to drive income to you without you necessarily having to do anything. Uh, Real estate is one of those because they continue to appreciate. So I meet a lot of women and they're spinning their wheels generally just in one area of looking at their business. And I love to open their minds, not only help them really get and dive into their business, launch their business, maybe it's brand new or take their business to the next level. I don't generally work with women that are looking to go from six to seven figures. I've had about a handful of those clients in the seven figure area. I really specialize with the ones that are launching a business for the first time. Mm -hmm. That's where all those 300 and some businesses came from, as well as the women that are like not making enough money in their business to really pay their bills and make it worthwhile. And they're looking at giving up like they can't sustain their business. So they really need to get to at least like 10 grand a month. You know what I mean? And so I find that I love that area because it's pretty easy to move them quickly and have them get some wins and feel proud of themselves. So as we are moving in that direction, I talk to them a lot about diversifying their portfolios. And there are areas that we can do that in, which is real estate and how, I mean, I talk about it because I invest in it. I talk about, you know, things like Shopify stores or Amazon stores. Um, And I talk about all the other opportunities that are out there that other companies will run for you that you don't have to have a hand in, you know, you just invest in the money. And uh, and those types of things will produce some additional income for you. And I think it's important to kind of widen our Mm -hmm. breadth of knowledge to understand that there's more ways out there to make money. I'll even do challenges with them to see who can make the most money in 24 hours. And I'm looking for people to grab stuff in their house and sell it. You know, like, what can you do in 24 hours? What can you create? What can you ask people to purchase? And I really just want them to use their creativity because literally money is generated out of thin air. You know, everything you're doing today, Shay, didn't exist until Mm -hmm. you decided to step into it and create it. You know, Mm -hmm. other than the businesses that my husband and I or family and I have acquired and purchased, those existed prior. But I will tell you that we've blown them out of the water since we've taken them over because the owners before really didn't do anything with the business. So there's a lot of uh, companies right now that are out there that you can also purchase that are uh, owner owned and they're looking to owner finance because they just want to retire, but they want a really good person in there. So it's not so much as they want a wealthy person already in there to give them hundreds of thousands or millions for the company. They want the right person in there to run the company. And so that's another really great way to get your foot in the door. If you necessarily don't have the liquid cash to get started in an investment like that. So just a way to think about some other opportunities that are out there. Yeah. And 
it is really a whole new world, right? So like when we start out and we're like, I have our little baby business and it's like, this is what I do. And I'm a solopreneur and I'm here I go. Right. Yeah. And then you start, okay, I'm getting this moving and I've, I've got this plate spinning and it's like kind of spinning on its own. Now I'm wanting to like start looking at and being aware of other opportunities mm-hmm. as this is spinning. And as I continue to grow this, just kind of educating myself. At least that's what I've started to do and going, huh, there are other companies out there that need my expertise, Mm -hmm. may not necessarily need me in the way that I've been doing it, but are looking for my guidance and and support and, you know, want me to have equity in their company to support them moving Mm -hmm. forward. And it's like a whole brand new world. Yeah. I love that you're seeding it and showcasing it earlier. Because had I known about it five years ago, I would be much further along. Right. Yeah. Yeah. And I think we don't think about it because if we're only as a solopreneur, if we're only barely surviving, making $5,000 a month or $9,000 a month, you know, women, when they hit about 10 to 15, they're starting to feel pretty confident about the security, about the longevity, right? If you're consistently able to generate that type of income, they're feeling pretty good, you know, about their options. And then what happens is now they're making more money than they've made before. And as long as they can keep their expenses low, Mm -hmm. right? And only utilize their expenses as investments. So, right, if they were to hire, say, you as an event coordinator, that would be an investment and they would get their return from the event, right? So that would be considered an investment. So I share that because a lot of women, what happens is when they make more money, but this happens with anybody out there, you make more money, then you increase your lifestyle. And then really you're living exactly the way you were before with the same debt and the same everything, because, you know, you just increased all your debt. And I'm not saying, you know, my husband and I, we haven't gone to buy a new house because we're making a lot more money. We still live in the same house, you know? And, uh, and if you do go buy a new house, that's a fantastic way to invest in real estate. Do not sell yours or rent it. I have a daughter who's done this. This is her third time. She started out with a house that was too small, moved to the next house, now is building the bigger house with two tiny little kids. So now they own three homes and have two rental properties, all that were personal you know, residential for themselves and they lived in them for two years. That's another trick in real estate. You live in it for two years, you move. You live in it for two years, you move. And then you can just constantly be upgrading and then renting the other properties. So again, there's multiple millions of ways to do this. The trick is really just to never give up because we're going to make bad investments. I'm sure you've put 30 grand down on something. I put 50 grand down on something. I've bought bad houses that I just had to dump really quick and flip. And, you know, so we've all had bad investments. The goal is really to just continue creating those opportunities for yourself and realize that it's not just in your business that you can generate income. Once you have the money, what do you do with that additional money to continue generating income that doesn't require your time? That's the thing. Doesn't require your time. That's the right quadrant. So that was a really big impression that she had on me. And after that, I just, we just went gangbusters, my husband and I, and we're literally in the middle right now of franchising my husband's business um, that has been open and operating very successful for seven years. 
Um, And so we're stepping down. That's a whole new road of becoming franchisors. So that's something a lot of people don't think about. You might have a duplicatable business that can be done in many different states. Mm -hmm. And so, you know, your event, um, your event business could easily be something that could be franchised and someone could step into and learn. And you just have to have processes and procedures in place and SOPs and all of those basic pieces, right? So again, most people don't think about that. They think, okay, well, it's as big as it's going to get because it's all I can do. It's like, no, 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 no. You get a team and then the team helps you. And then now you can get bigger because you're scaling. So yeah. Again, it's it's just kind of flipping stuff up on its head and looking at it from a different perspective. Yeah. Is what well, happens. and and having somebody like yourself who can go, hey, have you thought about? Yeah, this is working really, really well. What if we license? What if we franchise? What if yeah. we did X, Y, and Z? What if we then took these and put it over here and did this to it? Right. It's just having that outside perspective to come in and be like, what do you think? You know, absolutely. Like, what is what is the end result, right? I think that's probably what it comes down to. Just like when we do events, like what is the end result that we're wanting to accomplish? And then you backtrack it from there. So what does it look like for your life and your business? And then I would assume working with you and creating that strategic plan, you then go, okay, here, 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 here. That's what has to be implemented Mm -hmm. in order to create that lifestyle that you really desire. Absolutely. And then you've got to look at the demand. What is the demand of culture, what is the demand of the public of what they want, right? So when we thought about franchising a drone company, we looked and there's one other drone company that's franchised. There really isn't other than providing drones, you know, the actual drones. Um, There aren't a lot of drone companies out there that are franchised. There's a lot of drone companies, but not any that are franchised. So it's like, wow, the market's wide open. And so the bid's really good on that, right? So- Uh, The other thing is my husband just started an animated lights company, and that's because it's a hobby of his. Well, they've both been hobbies, but we light up our house every year with these beautiful lights and they dance to music and he does, you know, everything in the yard. And a lot of people have asked, like, how do you get your lights to do that? And they want to learn how to do it. So most of the light companies out there don't have that technology for just the strip lights on the house. They just have the app and the pretty colors and stuff like that. So he looked around and he even tried to buy a company that existed already, but because he was an electrician, they said he couldn't buy it. Weird. Crazy. So he's like, fine, well, then I'll just go create my own business. So again, the demand is there. There's people want it and they'll buy it. And so you've just got to have the demand there. People love that kind of stuff. They never have to put their lights up again. They get to dance to music. It's super fun. And you don't have to be a genius to figure out how to use it, you know? So that's what I'm talking about. Like things that are in demand, you know, it's how sticky notes got started. It's how, you know, so many things have gotten started. It's because there was a, a demand, uh, you know, it cosmetics, huge demand on women that have rosacea. So mm-hmm. she created foundations and products for women that had that skin issue because she was a journalist and her face would look bright red on camera. Yeah. You know, it was a need of hers. And then she wound up selling it to L'Oreal for what, like $2 billion or something. Yeah. Wow. Wow. Okay. So <laughs> I love like, okay, so the strategic and this is what it could look like and so on and so forth. 
let's talk about the other side. Mm. When you're getting in there and you're starting to look at businesses and you're starting to look at the strategic plan, um, and I see this too, what about the holes? The businesses that are bleeding money, like how, what is it to, what are we looking for? What is happening? How can we start plugging it up? How do we not just put a bandaid on it? Oh yeah. Uh, Talk to me about that. Yeah. I think I, you know, as I, as I think back, I had this one client, um, she made a really great living. She was in seven figures and, uh, which means that a lot of people would promise her that they were doing things for her and charging her $10,000 a month to do it. And I go back and look at what's being produced or what she's paying for. And because she's busy doing what she does best, she's just trusting that that company is taking care of the things that they're supposed to be doing and they're not. And that's what happens when we're so close to a business. We don't realize it. And I mean, we've even experienced those in our own businesses with employees and, you know, uh, employees stealing money and, you know, lying about hours or whatever it may be. So um, and that's a big thing. We have to realize that where you're putting your money, if you're spending a lot of money for a company to do something for you, they should be fulfilling their contracts. And A, you shouldn't be doing business with anyone you haven't signed a contract with. Yeah, That shocks me that people do that. I'm like, it's very shocking. Contract. It's, it's, contracts aren't in place for the good times. They're in place for the bad times, but yeah. it safeguards both um, parties. Both parties. That's yeah. the thing. It's not that it's just about the party that you're like, I'm giving you a contract so you adhere to this. No, I always tell my clients, this contract is to hear both of us to yeah. these terms mm-hmm. so that you know I'm going to deliver what I say I'm going to deliver. And I know you're going to do what you say you're going to do in the contract, period. Yep. Right. And so I think I find a lot of contracts missing. I find a lot of money being spent in areas that is just wasted. Mm -hmm. They're doing these stupid mark. I don't even know what else to say. They're stupid marketing things. Like I'm like, tell us a stupid marketing thing. (laughs) You paid for a billboard. What? Like for what? Where? You did. I mean, I've heard some stuff where they're like, I paid for this and I paid for that. And I'm going, oh, my gosh. No, no. But then you're like, hey, have you joined the chamber? Because there's a lot of great businesses you can meet local. They're like, no, that's too expensive. Okay, what? But you bought a billboard. That like, okay, so great. Maybe a billboard works, but did you track the numbers? Yeah. Yeah. So, you know, I went to Harkins and I told him I want to advertise in the theater. I'm like, for what? Why would you do that? Yeah. You don't know. You don't even know. I don't even know when they're showing your ad. So I've had clients that, do you remember back in the day on the back of receipts? Yeah. uh Yeah. Yeah. Oh my gosh. They're like, oh yeah, we went to the grocery store and we're advertising on the back of the receipts. I'm like, I've never looked at the back of my receipt once. And I guarantee no one else at the store is either. That was the biggest waste of money. I would rather you put a table out in front of the store and sit there and hand out brochures and do some grassroots marketing. You know what I mean? At least you're probably going to get one or two people interested versus paying all that money and putting it on the back of receipts. You know what I mean? That's why I love grassroots efforts because grassroots efforts really cost hardly any money, time and energy, 
-hmm. you know, a lot of sponsorships that you do, those are grassroots efforts Mm -hmm. instead of just kind of spraying and praying. Mm -hmm. I see that a lot. Mm -hmm. I see that a lot. You got to be intentional with your time, your energy, and your money. Because to me, those things are all equal. You have to be very intentional with those. So I kind of measure everything that they're doing to that. Yeah. To see, yeah. You know? Yeah. So you, you kind of touched on it a little bit, but networking, right? Oh. Grassroots, really utilizing that to build your net worth. Would you, would you share oh. with us your, your background, your knowledge on, on how to really yeah. network, like really network? Yeah. When I came out of corporate America, Shay, I had my corporate America contacts and my contacts in LinkedIn, but that was really it, right? I didn't have any other really great contacts. And obviously I just mentioned Sharon Lecter. That came from an introduction through someone else because I networked and I met that person. And then I mentioned her name and they introduced me to her. I've met several celebrities that way. I've met several authors that way that have authored number one bestsellers on New York bestsellers, you know, Um, and so I'm mentioning that because I call it social capital. So we have this social capital bucket and in that social capital bucket, you meet people one time and then they probably forget who you are, right? You're at a networking event, local, maybe from the chamber or you're online networking, uh, where there's 50 or hundred people, or maybe even 20 people. And, uh, I always go into those thinking like, I'm going to really, uh, think of, who I am attracted to in these, these breakout rooms or, and I walk into a room and then that person's going to be the one that I'm going to follow up with. I'm not going to try and follow up with everyone and run around and collect business cards and follow up with everybody. I'm just going to probably get a good couple contacts, you know, out of the people that are here Mm -hmm. from that. I'm never afraid to get on a call with them. I'm never afraid to ask them what they need. See if someone I know I can introduce them to, because I, then I would love to ask them if they know somebody that I'd like to be introduced to or an opportunity that I could get. And this is what I'm looking for this year, because I want to be able to help them. And I know they want to be able to help me. Right. Yeah. It's kind of like that reciprocity rule. So yeah. what happens is you meet them once and they, you know, maybe forget you and then you meet them twice. And and now you invite them to something you're doing. They invite you to something you're doing. You maybe start hanging out in circles together, see each other more than once. Now what happens is that person knows you so well, kind of like I know you, kind of like I know Jean, kind of like I know Suzanne, kind of like I know uh, Danella, Burnett. And now what happens is those people are talking about you in a different circle and you're not there. Yeah. Every single one of my workshops keynote speaking that I've done. I did one this morning for the city of Mesa. Every single one of them that I've done in the past two years have been a referral of someone that mentioned my name to someone because they were in a room and I was hired for the event and mm-hmm. paid. Mm-hmm. I would say that builds your net worth Yeah, because I'm paid. I did not go seek those out. I did not go have my VA hunt for them. I did not do any of that. So I really believe in the great relationships that we create with people and nurture those relationships. They make doing business easy yeah. because you get a lot of referrals that way. How many referrals do you get in your business, Shay? I'm mainly referral based. Is that your net worth? Would you say, does it mm-hmm. build your net worth? It is your complete net worth. Absolutely. Referrals. So 
if you didn't know anyone and you never got out there and you never met anyone and no one knew your business existed, would you get referrals? Would you even have a business? No. 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 Number one rule in business. You got to let people know you're there. Visibility, visibility, visibility. And a lot of people want to skip over that part. Like, meh, I'm too busy working in Canva, creating this video to get out there and meet people. I'm like, you don't have a business (laughs) if you don't go meet anybody. So my goal was to build the business as fast as possible, to hire a team, to do all that stuff for me so that I can just do more of what I need to do because that's how I grow businesses, yep. right? I have employees do my events that are local here because we have a we have a mobile pizza company as well. And I have employees do those. Maybe I show up every once in a while, but I'm not doing those events. They're doing the events. I'm the one that got them the event. Yep. I'm the one building the context. I'm the one on the radio show being interviewed so that we've got the marketing out there. I'm the one on the TV spot, right? I'm the one doing all the back end stuff. So we get the jobs and then the employees can run the events. Yep. Yeah. Yep. Kind of like you do. Yep. I love it. I love it. So, okay. You've been in business for a while. You have a number of businesses. You've yeah. launched over 300 businesses. Hasn't always been great and amazing. <laughs> Do you mind sharing like a behind the curtain, a challenge that has happened and occurred in your business? Um, what happened? What occurred? What moved? What moved the needle forward to get out of it or dump it or whatever it was? Yeah. Well, I mentioned I've bought houses that were dumps, and I've got one right now that um, is like a big pain in my bleep. Um, that's got like a foot of water in the basement and it's in a different state. And, uh, I'm just trying to dump it as fast as possible, right? This was a bad investment. These are going to happen, but it's not every investment. And so it's like, all right, we're going to take our loss on this one and just get rid of it, uh, and move on. My husband and I have a lot of discussions because, you know, you kind of think to yourself, like, when is it going to become a point where I can't keep all the businesses straight and, the shoe's going to drop at some point, right? Mm -hmm. So you can only imagine we have 12 grandkids. And so we want to spend our, we do spend our Saturdays running around with grandkids and going to all their games and stuff. So what I have found that has really helped us a lot is we just really do a lot of communication with who we need to communicate with on our phones, texts, email. We just we're constantly staying connected to it somehow because of the businesses that we run. But I find that when I'm trying to be in into it or in control too much and not allowing maybe another business partner or someone else do it, that causes a lot of problems for me because I don't need to be that involved. So yeah. I think there's a le- level of trust that comes with owning several businesses where you just have to trust that people are doing it. And that comes with probably age and wisdom too, yeah. that you trust other people. And uh, so that's been a hardship for us, for sure. Uh, we've had all kinds of crazy stuff happen from trailers, you know, catching on fire to it's been nuts. Like we've had a lot of crazy stuff happen. So you could, I could talk for days about the mud and, you know, we've had stores flop and things happen. So um it's not always going to be rosy. I look at anyone who's built empires, you know, there was a lot of roadblocks in their way and a lot of things that they did wrong, but it's how you learn and it's how you get better at doing it next time. You know, like 
I'm not messing with houses off auction anymore. I've just decided I don't feel like doing it anymore. So now I'm moving to a different sector of real estate. That was because of what I learned and what we went through. So again, um, I've tried things in my own business, right? My my community, uh, in my coaching business, and they didn't work. And it was like, oh, well, that was a stupid investment that I made with that marketing company for $35,000. And then now moving on to the next, right? So you just smile and say, I can generate more money and you move on. And, you know, I make those mistakes still. So I'm just going to say, it's not like one day you're just mistake free, right? So I think we should all give ourselves some grace and realize like, yeah, that was a stupid investment or yeah, that was a bad mistake, but get over it. It's in the past and then just go generate more money and it's done, right? It's over. I I think that's the key piece in there. It's like, you know how to generate the money because you have the systems and the structure and the plan in place where you're like, okay, that was a horrible investment. Great lesson learned. It cost me this much to learn that. Thank you very much. And we're going to tweak and adjust, right? So um, I could talk to you forever, but sadly, we're going to go ahead and start wrapping this up. If people wanted to connect with you further, what's the best way for them to do that? And do you have a gift for our audience today? Yeah, um, you know, I worked really hard on building my SEO online. Uh, And so you can go to, you can Google Colleen Biggs and you'll find me. I'm everywhere on Google and I can teach people how to do that as well as uh, ColleenBiggs.net. That is my website. Again, I joke around and say, I don't know who the Colleen Biggs is that owns.com because she's nowhere and is nothing happening. But if she's out there and she ever hears me on a podcast, please contact me because I want that domain. Uh, My gift today is seven ways to get visible and attract your dream clients. So the number one rule we just talked about was visibility. So there's a lot about how to get on stages, how to be on other people's podcasts, how to grow your Instagram, uh, you know, influence, how to um, network the proper way. So that's what this toolkit is about. And I would love for anyone that is listening to download it just to get some tips, maybe to start on what you can do to start getting some more visibility for your business. And then, of course, the Leap community is a really great place for women to build businesses. I made a very uh, open and inviting community online for women so that they could build businesses together. And maybe they aren't ready to invest in a coach or, uh, you know, a more expensive program, but they're willing to get into the room and and network and collaborate and mastermind and then get all the spotlights for their visibility and interviews and all the wonderful things that come with that. Yeah, absolutely. So take a look at the link in the show notes. I love that you have an ability for women just to come together and be in community. If that's the very least that you can do, I definitely recommend it because being in community so much better than trying to do all of this on your own. Don't be a silo. So (laughs) uh, my last question for you is what is a takeaway or a memorable note you'd like to leave our audience with today? Yeah, I shared this with the the attendees today that I did a workshop on. And I said, I hate a know-it-all. So if learning is beneath you, then leadership is beyond you. Keep learning. Don't ever give up. Yeah. So good. That's so good. Thank you so much for being with us here today. I greatly appreciate you and all of your wisdom. And I want to thank our audience for joining us on another episode of Creating Creating Powerful Impact. 
I'm excited for you to take all of these lessons that she's dropped, all of the diamonds, all of the resources, so you can start implementing them and creating even more impact in your world. Until next time, have an outstanding rest of your day. Take care. Bye-bye. Thank you so much for listening to the Creating Powerful Impact podcast. If you are a successful coach, speaker, author, or thought leader who would like to be on this program, simply visit creatingpowerfulimpact.com forward slash guest. If you are someone who got something out of this interview, would you please do me a favor and share this episode on social media? Just do a quick screenshot with your phone and text it to a friend or post it on your socials. Also, if you know somebody that would be a great guest, tag them on social media to let them know about the show and include the hashtag creating powerful impact. I love seeing all of your posts and great guest selections. We are regularly putting out new episodes and content To make sure you don't miss any episodes, go ahead and subscribe. Your thumbs up ratings and reviews go a long way to help promote the show, and they really mean a lot to me and my team. Want to know more about us? Head on over to our website, graceandeaseproductions.com, or follow me on LinkedIn, Facebook, or Instagram. Just look for Grace and Ease Productions on your favorite platform. Thanks for listening. We'll see you next time.